guys? Welcome to episode 4 of Fire on Ice, a Blazers Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Penny, and on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the next two games the Blazers played, uh, Monday, April 4th, versus the Vancouver Giants, and Friday, April 9th, against the Victoria Royals. Also, now that we're six games in, after that, I think we should look at the stats for the year, see who's producing, who's maybe not, and I've got a new segment that we're going to try out this week, too. Uh, we're going to look at... Uh, how our former Blazers are doing in the NHL. So without further ado, let's get into the first game. Monday, April 4th, game number 5 of the year versus the Vancouver Giants. Looking at your starting lineups, we've got on first line, Connor Zary, Warren Santazzo, and Matthew Semenov. Pretty standard. Uh, Peyton McKenzie, Logan Stankoven, and Josh Piller make up the second line. Not too much change there. Uh, Caden Bankier, and Reese Belton, and Connor Levis were on the third line. And then fourth line tonight was Vaughn Waterout, no center, and Daryl Sador. So Blazers going 11 forwards, 7D tonight. Uh, both Dalen Kiefler and Fraser Minton were out with injuries. They would be back the next game, though. On defense, pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Strange on Ibuchi, Shmiman Baragano, Linguin Branwood, and instead of Hamill from last game, Logan Barrows gets to draw in. And for the fifth time this year, Dylan Graham gets a start and goal. Uh, Starting the game was Santazo, Zary, and Semenov, the first line. Uh, Dylan Graham in goal, and then Anibuchi and Strange on the point. And the first thing I noticed was Reese Belton, Caden Bank here, and Connor Levis. They looked pretty good all game. Their first shift was really good. They had a couple scoring chances, held his own the entire time. Great shift by them. Uh, 2.06 into the first period, Giants' Nico Camazola gets called for holding on Connor Levis. The power play first unit looked like Warren Santazzo, Connor Zeri back at center, Josh Piller, Quinn Schneeman on defense, uh, and Logan Stankoven back on the point. So Zeri and Stankoven flip-flop. Second unit looked like Connor Levis, Caden Bankier, and Montana Onyabuchi, and Baragano and Lindgren. On the power play, the Blazers get some solid chances, but nothing really dangerous on Trent Minor, uh, and the Giants do a good job killing it off. One player I'd like to give a shout out on the Giants was uh, 15-year-old Mazden Leslie. Uh, he looked good the couple games before that against uh, Victoria, and he had a really creative uh, flip pass over the Blazers' D-man. He was like inside his own blue line, and made a nice flip pass over two Blazers, right to Justin Lies, who yeah nearly gets one. Uh, impressive play by the 15-year-old defenseman. Seven minutes in, uh, Montana Onyibuchi made a really nice pass uh, into the slot to Josh Piller, who just rings one off the crossbar. It fooled the goal judge. The light went on in the back, but uh, looking at the replay, it did hit the crossbar. Ten minutes and 14 seconds in, Zach Ostapchuk scores his second of the season to put the Giants up one nothing. Sean Strange tries to pass it out of his own to Caden Bankier just before the blue line. But Bankier has the puck stripped off him by Ostapchuk, who gets the puck behind the Blazers' defense on a breakaway. Makes a nice quick deke, and then slides it 5-hole on Grand. Who's, uh, he's in beat a lot 5-hole this year, I've noticed. I think that's that's definitely, teams are starting to notice that, so something he needs to work on. The next shift, Justin uh, Justin sort of makes a crushing hit on Connor Levis. Uh, he'd be, they both would be fine, Levis would be alright, but yeah, huge hit. And that's definitely something I noticed about the Giants, uh... Obviously, we've, I've only seen the Rockets play against a couple other teams, and I haven't seen them a ton. But the Giants are definitely, I would say, the most physical team in the in the hub. They're the oldest team, and yeah, definitely the most physical. 
15 minutes and 4 seconds in, Reese Belton takes the tripping penalty. He just trips up Justin Lees as he's coming into the offensive zone. The penalty kill units this game were Zeri, Santazo, Barragano, and Schneeman on PK1. And PK2, Stankoven, Pillar, and Onyebuchi and Strange. Kamloops does a nice job killing this off, especially by Garand. He made some nice saves on this one. And the score remains 1-0. Good kill by the Blazers. Uh, Zach Ostapchuk, he had the game's first goal. He's having a great game so far. Uh, every shift out there, he makes something happen. Just yeah, He's having, he's really feeling it tonight. Uh, last minute of the first period, uh, Brees Belton and Alex Kinnock-Liepert decide to drop the mitts. Uh, pretty good fight. Uh, I think Kinnock-Liepert gets the better of him. Uh, I don't believe Belton has fought before. I could be wrong on that. I don't recall him fighting last year. Uh, Kinnock-Liepert has, and it clearly shows. Nice to see, though, the two after after the fight uh, shake hands, and yeah, it's good to see. That is a pretty good trade-off for the Blazers, though. That's their Giants' number one defenseman. And that would do it for the end of the first period. The Blazers have a strong start, as they have pretty much every game. But uh, Miner and the Giants weather the storm early and push back and are the better team heading into the second and lead one nothing. The shots are 12-11 for Kamloops. Start of the second period now. Uh, the second line was actually out there to start. Uh, haven't seen that all year. Usually it's Zary, Santazo, and Semenov or Pillar, whoever's out there. But yeah, Stanko, McKenzie, and Pillar out there to start the period. Interesting. 2.52 into the second, Dylan Sador takes a charging penalty on Caden Cole. Uh, looked more like an elbowing penalty to me, but two minutes either way, so doesn't really matter. And a common theme all year, great kill by the Blazers. They uh, they get three shots on Miner, actually. They had the puck in the Giants zone more than the Giants had it in theirs. Uh, they never Giants never really get set up. Blazers are hard on the puck, taking away passing lanes, and just overall a great kill by the Blazers. And just as that penalty ends, that's two at 4.49 of the second, Marco Stature of the Giants gets called for an interference penalty on Bankier. And now something that will become a theme this game. Not a great power play by the Blazers. Uh, Zary does have a decent chance towards the end of it, but that's all like individual effort, not really using, just not making any plays. The second unit continues to look yeah, underwhelming. Uh, I think it might be time to break that up. 8.26 into the second, the Giants will get their second goal of the game. Justin Sordiff's first of the year, assisted by Nico Camazola, his first career point, and Tristan Nielsen, making it 2-0. Semenov tries to clear the puck out of the zone, but Sordiff picks up the loose puck in the slot and does like a one-handed tuck, Philip Forsberg-esque move in tight around Grand. Just what a goal. I would really look up this highlight. It's a nice goal. That is his 50th career goal, and like I mentioned, first point for Nico Camazola. Congrats to them. Pretty shortly after that goal, Eric Florchuk absolutely rocks Max Lingren in the corner. Now, a nice hit, nice clean hit. Uh, Lingren's usually pretty good at dodging those, at least early on I've noticed that. But he just can't get out of the way of this one and gets absolutely rocked. He would be alright though. Then a couple minutes later, Connor Zeri tries the lacrosse move. It He... Goes for it behind the net, picks it up, gets it on the stick, and it just kind of hits, stick hits the post first, and it just hits Meyer in the shoulder, literally inches away from pulling off the goal of the year. Just crazy. I, funny story, I saw him try it last year against Portland around, I think it was end of November. I don't remember, but 
he tried that last year and he like went to put it on it went on his stick and fell off by the net and I think I was the only one in my section who just saw it and I freaked out and nobody really knew why but yeah it's he's I think that's been in his mind that he wanted to do this for a while and he finally got a really close chance at it so look for him to try that again later on in the year Next play, we had a nice drive by Sintazo. He steals the puck from Leslie and gets a good quick shot off, but Miner's equal to the task and makes the save. Uh, Connor Zary is definitely feeling it this game. Uh, he's definitely the Blazers' best forward. I mean, it's what you'd expect. He's a first-round pick, but he's really trying to get him back in this game. He had a nice one-handed pass to Bankier in, in, in the slot. Nice save again by Miner. And he would be definitely get more ice time at the as this period kind of comes to an end here. He was yeah they were putting him double shifting him. I noticed. Also at this point, I noticed Matthew Semenov got moved down a bit, and Connor Levis started taking some shifts on the top line. Interesting to see. He looked pretty good on there. Uh, Semenov didn't have a very great game. Not a just didn't really notice him out there and wasn't really making it happen like he was the few games. So try somebody else up there for at least this game and see how it goes. Uh, with about five minutes left, Stankoven got hit pretty hard on the boards by Tristan Nielsen. He's just got to be a little smarter on that play. Uh, there was clearly no way he was going to get by. There was a Kanekleeper there, and Nielsen, he had two guys get by. He does get by Kanekleeper, but doesn't get by Nielsen. Nielsen just, yeah, finishes him off into the boards pretty good. And Stankoven was a little slow getting off, and he actually would head to the dressing room after this. 18.05 into the second, Justin Lies scores his first of the year, assisted by Caden Chabot. Nice face-off play by the Giants here. Chabot wins the face-off to Lies at the top of the circle, who fakes a pass to the point, which draws uh, water water root off him. And he kind of just bites on that and leaves Lies open to rip a blocker shot on Garand. And that was also Caden Chabot's first point, so congrats to him. Some really good news here. Uh, Logan Stankoven would be back on the ice to finish the period, and he would—he looked fine after, so we can all breathe a sigh of relief. He was all right. And that would do it for the second period. That period, uh, Blazers and the Giants, they trade chances, but Vancouver scores on two of them, making it 3-0. Miner definitely standing tall at the other end. I don't think the Blazers are playing bad, but they definitely need to play with some more urgency, and you were starting to see at the end with Zary get more ice time, and the lines get mixed up a little bit. Uh, shots, shots that period were 11-8 Kamloops, and 23-19 total for Kamloops. On to the third period now, and to start this one off, interesting starting lineup here. Uh, Bankier, Zary, and Pillar as a line. I haven't seen that before, but... And yeah, Kluston... Sean Cluston put the lines into a bit of a blender here. Uh, what I noted for the forwards, at least, defense stayed relatively the same. Caden Bankier, Connor Zary, and Josh Piller was the line I saw. Uh, Sintazo, Stankoven, and Levis were the second line. And a third line of Matthew Semenov, Reese Belton, and Peyton McKenzie. Uh, unfortunately, game being 3 0, uh, Vaughn Waterroot and Dylan Sador didn't really get very much, didn't get any ice time really. They were pretty, pretty much sat on the bench for until the end of the game, so. Sucks, but that's part of being a 16-year-old. You're going to sit sometimes. Two minutes in, Justin Lies gets assessed to five in a game for a hit from behind on Peyton McKenzie. Pretty terrible hit. Uh, Lies definitely, you see numbers all the way, and he just drives him into the boards. Uh, McKenzie just went down the tunnel and didn't come back. It looked like lower body at first, but the more I kind of look at it, the more I think it, I don't want to speculate, but they didn't say what it was, so got really no choice here. Looked like a head injury, like concussion maybe, or 
yeah, upper body, to use hockey terms. And you'd think down 3 nothing with a 5-minute power play, 5-minute major, so you can score as much as you want, this would be a turning point, but pretty terrible power play. They give up a breakaway to start on sort of early. The second unit has no coordination, looks pretty bad. I counted 5, 6, 7 missed passes. Pretty much every shot was missing the net. No plays set up, only like individual efforts by like Zary and Stankoven. Stankoven had the only really good chance on a nice shot, but saved pretty easily by Miner. They had, that would be the only shot. They had one shot on a five minute power play when you're down three nothing in the third. That just, that can't happen. That's the turning point of this game. That, yeah. And the game seems pretty far to reach at this point. Down three nothing with less than 15 minutes left. I think 12 minutes left. Yeah, just doesn't look good. Jumping ahead a little bit to 12 minutes in, uh, Tristan Nielsen would get called again for tripping on Logan Stankoven, so power play gets a chance to redeem itself maybe, we'll see. And it'd be more of the same. No great plays, missed nets were a common theme. The second unit looked a little better, they had a couple shots, but I'm still not sold on this two defensemen on the second unit. I think time to change it up. Uh, another bright spot this game, and almost honestly every game, was uh, Quinn Schmeeman. He looked pretty good tonight. Uh, and, and then a little later on, yeah, he has a beautiful hip check on Eric Florchuk. We don't see that too often. Just gets down low, hip on hip, hard to execute that, and just, yeah, takes him down pretty good. That's a nice play by Shimiman. The Giants would make it 4 nothing at 17-14 of the third. Adam Hall would get his fourth of the year, assisted by Tristan Nielsen and Justin Sordiff. Nielsen brings the puck in and makes a nice fake shot off the high, left, on the high slot. He then lets shot go at the top of the left circle that misses the net. It's picked up by Justin Sordiff, who brings it to the top of the right circle and makes a nice pass to the side of the net to Nielsen. He passes one to the slot, where Hall redirects it in five-hole on Grand. Nice play by the Giants' top line. Then we get some shenanigans in the game. You could kind of see this coming. Um, Branwood uh, gets shaken up by a hit from Ty Cole and would uh, head off. I think he's okay. He would play next game. But yeah, he heads off, and who comes out for him? Montana on Yabuchi. And yeah, he goes right after Cole. You can hear the benches yelling. I don't know if it was the Giants or Blazers or both benches yelling to not do it. You can kind of hear on the broadcast, don't do it. I'll explain that after. Onyabuchi and Cole both drop the gloves. Onyabuchi wins the fight, but give Cole some credit. Onyabuchi is definitely, the, I'd say, the toughest guy in the league. And he gets a couple good shots in on him. They yeah, both embrace after too, like much like the Reese Belton Kanak Leapert fight. And it's honestly a pretty even fight. Slight edge on Yabuchi, but even fight, good to watch. Both Onyabuchi and Cole would be assessed five minute fighting majors. Onyabuchi would also be assessed a two minute instigator and a ten minute misconduct. After the game it was announced the next day that he was Onyibuchi would be suspended for two games for instigating a fight in the last five minutes. That's the rule. You can't start a fight in the last five minutes of the game or you get a one game suspension. He gets an extra game because of previous history. I'm guessing he's done this before. I vaguely remember that from last year, I think. But either way, he's done this before. And uh, other suspension news while we're at it. Uh, Justin Lees would also receive a one game suspension for his hit on Peyton McKenzie. And that would do it for this one. Giants take this one 4-0, handing the Blazers their first loss of the year. 
They also leapfrog them in the standings with 10 points, and the Blazers sit at 8. Shots that period were 7-1 for Vancouver for a game total of 30-28 for Kamloops. Post-game thoughts. Uh, I thought the Blazers started off good for the first 5 minutes. They seem to do that every game. They start off really good and often score. But they got progressively worse as the game got on. The Giants' big names came came showed up. Sordiff, Nielsen, Stapchuk, Florchuk all looked really good. And Miner played great in net. He put up a shutout tonight, and yeah, I don't think he was tested too much. I mean, 31 shots, but I don't think too many of them were high quality. Power play was pretty brutal this game for the Blazers. That was definitely a turning point that not scoring on a five-minute major changes the game. If they get, say, two goals on that, they're down 3-2, and it's maybe we're maybe talking about a different game here. Yeah, just missed nets, bad passes, second unit needs to be changed. And that being said, here's what I think they should do going forward. Semenov, Bankier, Belton. I think we need to get away from Hanyabuchi on the power play as a forward. He's he's not a forward. Um, if you want to just have him park in front of the net and go into the corners and get the pucks, do that, sure, but... I saw times where he was getting passes and carrying, trying to carry it in, and that's just that's not his game. I don't think it's helping anybody playing him there. I think Onyebuchi, if he's going to make it at the next level, it's going to be as a physical like shutdown guy. So I don't see playing him on the power play. I would be giving them more penalty kill time. Keep him on the first unit. He's a valuable player. Needs to, is good to get all the ice time, but not on the power play. I put Belton in his spot. Belton's six foot two. He can stand in front of the net and get the puck out of the corners to your more skilled guys. On the point, I would keep Lindgren there. Lindgren is going to develop into an offensive power play quarterback, so give him the time now. And Connor Levis should be getting some time at the point too. I think he's got a great shot and can use it from the point there. So yeah, to recap, Seminoff, Bankier, Belton on forward, Lindgren, and Levis. And I would obviously keep the first unit the same. Overall, not a great game. They got outplayed by Vancouver and didn't capitalize on their chances, especially on the power play. Tough loss. Didn't be better next game. There were a couple standouts, mainly Connor Zary. Was the best player. Tried the lacrosse goal. Gotta gotta shout that out when when it's pulled off or at least tried. Stankovan was good. He had three shots, came close a couple times. Tried to do it on his own on the power play because nothing else was working and almost succeeded. Uh, some not so good, I'd say, Onyabuchi. I like the intent to fight. He needs to get a couple fights in this year, and just a bad time, though. He knows that rule. He just forgot, or wasn't thinking about it. I don't want to be too hard on the guy, but yeah, next two games. He just should have done this earlier. Uh, Semenov, yeah, he was pretty invisible tonight. Didn't play the whole game on the top line because of it, but didn't do anything there um, after that, so... Tough night. I'm, I'm confident he'll have a better better game next game. Dylan Garand, he doesn't look bad, but he just looks off. Uh, the five hole is becoming an issue this year, uh, and he just he doesn't look the same as last year. I can't really put my finger on what it is. Once again, not a goalie. I know almost nothing about goaltending, but I, I don't know. Just hopefully he figures it out. But yeah, I'm just like I said, he's not bad, but it's just something something's off. Some quick thoughts on the Giants. They are very physical. 
I read a stat from John Keane after that said uh, there's been eight fights in the hub this year, the Remax hub, and seven out of eight of them have been involved the Giants, which is a crazy stat. Yeah, great game by Miner, getting the shutout. Nice to see for him. Nielsen continues to look dominant. Sordiff was buzzing tonight. And I was really impressed by Mazin Leslie. He can really skate for his age. And yeah, just yet another great 15-year-old out of that 05 draft. He, that draft looks really good so far. Should be some future NHLers in there. The Blazers' next game is Friday the 9th versus Victoria. And that was a home game. We'll get to that now. Let's go over the lineup for this game. Uh, first line, Sintazo, Zeri, and Josh Piller. So it looks like Josh Piller is going to stick on that line for a bit. Second line, Bankier, Stankoven, and Semenov. Bankier moves from third line center to second line wing. Third line, Ty Spencer, Fraser Minton, and Connor Levis. Fraser Minton is now back from injury, so he will move, slide into that third line center spot. And the fourth line tonight was Vaughn von Waterrout, uh, Reese Belton, and Dylan Sador. The defense without Onyebuchi, who is serving first game of his two-game suspension, looks like Quinn Schmeeman and Aki Baragano as your number one pair. Sean Strange and, and Ethan Brandwood moves up to play with him on the second line. Third line is a rookie line of Mats Lindgren and Caden Hamill. And Dylan Ertz will get his first start of his WHL career in goal tonight, so looking forward to that. Alright, let's get the game uh, underway here. So to start off, our starters were Connor Zeri, Santazo, and Pillar, uh, and Schneeman and Baragano. But notable after that, the line that jumped out next was an all-rookie line. There was actually six rookies on the ice if you count Ernst. Minton, Levis, and Spencer were out there, so that third line was out there. And Hamill and Lindgren were out there. And they looked good, which is a lot of trust out there from Clouston. It's definitely development year, so... I'm guessing if it's a normal year, you may, maybe don't see that, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see an all-rookie line. I haven't seen that before. On that same shift, as they're changing lines, uh, Vaughn Waterroot, Waterroot, that's how you say it, uh, nearly bangs home his first goal of the year off a great feed by Minton, showing no signs of rust after missing two games, so good to see there. Waterroot comes very close to getting his first. Six minutes and 15 seconds in, Oren Santazo would get his second of the year, putting the Blazers up 1-0, assisted by Connor Zeri and Sean Strange. Zeri picks up the puck behind the Royals' net, and he puts a pass through the legs of the Royals' D-man. Nice pass by him. The puck bounces off Braden Smith in front, then deflects off Santazo's skate, and, and in. A uh, greasy goal, but we take those. Uh, ghost assist by Strange on that. He... Gets credit where it assists, but I kind I watched a couple times that he didn't touch it. Uh, it was a turnover by the Royals defenseman that led to uh, Zary getting it. So it all counts on the stats at the end. So one thing I noticed this game was uh, Caden Hamill was getting some more ice time. He with the sixth defenseman and him not being the seventh, he was taking a regular shift, and he, he looked good out there. He really started to see his uh, his skating ability that made him a first round pick, and yeah. I think the more he plays, the more we'll start to see that. So I like what I saw out of him tonight. Ten minutes in, Gannon LaRock, Victoria gets called for cross-checking on Josh Piller. And ten seconds later, Connor Zeri would score his third of the year to make it 2-0. Assisted by Quinn Schmeeman and Josh Piller. Schmeeman gets the puck at the point off the draw. He makes a cross-blue line pass to Josh Piller, who gives it back to Schmeeman up top. Schmeeman then gives it to Zeri at the left point. And he takes a couple steps in and rips one from the face-off dot. 
Bar Down. Great release by Zeri. We've, we've seen that many times before. Once again, just like the last game against the Royals, the Blazers are just peppering them with shots. But instead of Adam Ivanov being in tonight, tonight it's Connor Martin. He's a 18-year-old rookie goalie who spent last season with the Calgary Canucks. Undrafted Bantam player, uh, just listed by the Royals and is playing this year. But yeah, he's making some great saves. He had a nice, really nice glove save on Stankoven. And just, yeah, he... Him and Ivanov had very similar performances against the Blazers. To end the first period, just a dominant shift by the first line with about a minute and a half left. Lots of shots. I counted four, maybe five. And nearly a goal. Like, a very good chance by Sentazu. Cuts around the defenseman. Martin just gets a piece of it with his, uh, with his shoulder. Uh, end of the first period. Ice is probably still clean in the Blazers' end. That's all them that period. Uh, some pointers. The kid line was really impressive. The Binton, Levis, and Spencer line. I thought they had a couple of real nice shifts. And power play only took 10 seconds to find the back of the net, so that's a big improvement from last game. Yeah, Royals only get two shots that period, and that's pretty generous as they were both dump-ins from outside the zone. The shots are 19-2 for Kamloops that period. And now let's get to the start of the second period. To start that period, same lines. Sentazo, Zeri, Pillar, Baragano, and Shmiman. Uh First thing I noticed was a better start by the Royals. They got a couple shots to start that period off. First real shots of the game, but they, they looked a little better coming out. Jumping a little ahead here to about uh, seven minutes into the period. Uh, a great fourth line shift by uh, Belton, Waterroot, and Dylan Sador. Just Great pressure, uh, they're making some good plays along the wall, cycling the puck, lots of possession, and it leads to a penalty. Uh, Carson Derinuski gets called for holding on Dylan Sador, so the power play gets back to work. The first power play unit was the same. The only thing I noticed, uh, I finally figured out why, I don't know why it took me this long, but I figured out why sometimes Zary takes the face off, sometimes Stankoven, should have known this, but... Uh, Zeri being a left-handed player will take the face-offs on the left-handed side, being his strong side. And right-side face-offs will be taken by Stankoven, as that's his strong side. So that's the thinking why you have two centermen on the power play. You might as well have them taking draws on their strong side. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The second power play unit without Onyabuchi look like Semenov, Bankier, and Levis, and Lindgren and Baragano. So, close to what I had. Yeah, the only difference between what I suggested and what they actually did was they went with two defensemen instead of one. So I had Levis on the point where Baragano was, and I had Belton where Levis would be on this one. But yeah, I like this second unit, so I'm hoping when when Bucci comes back, I'm hoping they just keep it the way it is right now and let Onibuchi focus on penalty killing. They had great work on this one. Four shots, and I counted 40 seconds of zone time, which is... A lot better than anything the second unit did last game, so should definitely keep that. Just under 10 minutes in, the Royals get their first of the game to make it 2-1. Uh, Riley Gannon scores his first of the year, assisted by Gannon LaRock. Uh, Gannon steals the puck off Bramwood behind the net. Uh, he tries to pass one out front, but it, it kind of ramps off Sean Strange's stick and just goes right over Ernst's shoulder. Yeah, definitely a tough first goal to give up for your WHL career, but I'm sure he'll get over it and move on. But yeah, just 
I'm sure that's not the way he imagined his first goal going in. At 12.26 of the second, Luke Shipley of the Royals gets called for interference on Vaughn Waterroot. Bit of a weak call, not much there. He just kind of goes for the hit on, I think it was Barragano, and just kind of misses him and just bumps in the Waterroot. Didn't seem like much there, but when it's not against you, you take it. On that power play, Connor Martin makes a nice skate save on Matthew Semenov. Semenov's trying to pass it over to Bank here, and Martin just kicks the skate out and just gets a piece of it. If he doesn't get that, it's an easy tap-in for Bank here. And, and yeah, another great power play for Unit 2. The, once again, they don't score, but they look they just look really good. So The Royals would get their second goal at 15.46 of the second to tie the game up at 2. Tanner Scott gets his first career WHL goal, assisted by Trenton Crane and Jason Spizauka. Scott gives it to Spizauka at the point, who makes a pass to Crane at the half wall. He gets a shot, and Ernst kicks out the rebound. Nah, not the best rebound control there, but can't be perfect. Uh, to Scott in the in the slot, and he fires it home. Nice goal by the Royals. Right after that goal, Braden Sherman, who had two goals of the game before against the Blazers, gets a clear breakaway, but the puck like just hops off his stick at the last, the last minute before he can get a shot off. Lucky break for Kamloops, as I'd bet on him scoring on that. He looks like a real good player. Just before the end of the period with about 30 seconds left, Connor Zeri gets called with, for a pretty rare penalty, a face-off violation. Never seen this called before. It looks like he kind of puts his hand on the puck and like shovels it back. I guess you can't do that. That's a face-off violation. I didn't know that was actually a penalty. But yeah, either way, he gets called for that. So Blazers for 30 seconds. They kill off the 30 seconds, but we'll head into the second period with a minute and 30 of penalty to kill off. And that would do it for the end of the second. To wrap that up, Blazers are still playing solid, but the Royals are starting to kind of match them a little bit. Still being outplayed, but Martin's playing really well in net. And yeah, much better period. They don't get a lot of chances, but they capitalize on the ones they do get. That's kind of a good, not that skilled team. When you get your chances, you got to capitalize on them. They will also start the third with... Uh, Minute 30 power play, the second period shots were 15-8 for Kamloops for a total of 34-10 in favor of Kamloops on the game. To start this third, and with Zeri sitting in the box, the Blazers go with on the penalty kill, Warren Santazzo and Josh Pillar as the forwards, with Pillar on, acting as centerman, and Baragano and Schmeeman out to kill the penalty. The Royals would score on the power play 48 seconds into the period to make it 3-2 for them. Uh, Braden Tracy would get his fifth of the year, assisted by Caleb Parker and Braden Sherman. Tracy gives the puck to Parker at the point. Parker cuts to the middle, then gives a pass back to Tracy, makes a quick move, then shoots one stick side on Ernst that goes in. And despite the Blazers more than tripling the shots on the Royals, they lead the game 3-2. The Blazers would answer back quick though, just two minutes into the, into the period. Quinn Schmeeman would score his second goal of the season, assisted by Oren Santazzo and Connor Zeri to tie the game back up at three. Zeri steals the puck off Matthew Smith in the corner. He then gives it to Santazzo in the middle of the ice at the top of the circle. He makes a quick pass to Schmeeman at the right point. He takes a couple strides in and takes a slap shot that beats Martin glove side off the post. Nice response and a good screen by Zeri in front too. Like Martin looked, you could tell he didn't, he didn't see anything on that. The Blazers would get their fourth goal to put them back on top, which is less than two minutes later. 
scored by Reese Belton, his first of the season, assisted by Anaki Barragano and Fraser Minton. Minton hands the puck off to Barragano in the Kamloops zone. He goes for a skate and makes a couple nice moves, definitely showing off his speed there. To He splits the Royals' D and makes, makes a move to go around the net, but right before he gets around the net, he makes a pass to Belton in the slot, who shoots one off the post, kind of loops around the back of the net and comes out. Not seen by the officials, so play continued for about 20 seconds, but buzzer went off, and a video review revealed that he indeed did score. Scores on his 19th birthday, so I'm sure he'll celebrate that one after with his first uh, legal beer. After the quick two goals by the Blazers, the Royals come back into the zone on two-on-one uh, with Braden Tracy, and I forget who else, but anyway, Schneeman makes a nice diving block, lays, lays the body down and gets in front of that to break up the two-on-one. Nice play by him. Six minutes and 50 seconds into the third, Brandon Cutler takes a slashing minor on Matt Slingren. On the power play, Zaria makes a nice toe drag to get around the defense. Martin's forced to get a real nice glove save on that one to keep the game to keep it a one-goal game. Royals would kill that penalty off, but very shortly after, they would take yet another penalty as Graham Burks gets called for hooking on Caden Bankier. One thing the commentator mentioned on the broadcast was that Zaria was doing very well in the faceoffs that night, and I kind of noticed that too. He would end up finishing the game 14 for 21, going 66%. So something he's improved on from last year. The power play would look very good. Lots of shots, zone time, but the Royals survive and kill it off. They, the Blazers power play ends up being 1 for 5 tonight. That would be their last power play, so I can say that. But look a lot better than the numbers show. Uh, give it up to Martin. He played very well, and the Royals do have a good penalty kill. Kamloops would score their fifth goal of the game, scored by Oren Sintazo, his third of the year, assisted by Josh Piller and Sean Strange at 11-17 of the third. Sean Strange makes a crisp breakout pass to Piller, who cuts into the zone with speed. He moves around the D-man and centers a pass that hits off Sintazo's skate again and goes in. They would review it for a kick-in, but it would stand. That's the second goal of the game that Sintazo's skate has scored. A couple minutes later, at 13-13, Logan Stankoven would score his sixth goal of the year, assisted by Caden Bankier and Ethan Branwood. Branwood clears the puck around the net to Bankier at the hash marks, and he just kind of makes a nice chip pass up to Stankoven, who's clearing out with that dynamic speed he has. Uh, breakaway, makes a couple head fakes, gets the goalie moving, and he tucks it in five-hole. Nice goal. Goal scorer's goal by Stankoven there. And that would kind of do it for that game. Last five or six minutes, like, if, if this was a game with fans, you'd probably see all the fans leaving because nothing's happening. Blazers just playing keep away, pretty much, trying to preserve the lead. There was no real bad blood in this game, so nobody's going for retribution out there. Santaza was really trying for the hat trick. I did notice that, but overall, Blazers just play smart, play safe for the last five minutes, close out the game. Yeah, like I said, they basically just played keep away, like cycling around the zone. A lot of fourth line shifts, a lot of third line deep pair shifts, and they close out the game. Game ends 6-3 for the Blazers. In his first start, Dylan Ernst picks up his first win. He would make 15 saves on 18 shots. Uh, the shots that period were 19-8 for Kamloops for a total of 53-18. The second game in a row, the Blazers put up 50 on the Royals. Uh, Post-game thoughts, once again, the Blazers dominate the Royals in shots over double, but the Royals hang on, 
that's what they do. They just kind of hang around and make it a close game. They led 3-2 at the start of the second. And, yeah, Blazers put it away in the third, though, scoring two goals in a minute 30 to make it 4-3. They would add two more to put it out of reach at 6-3. Although the power play tonight went 1-for-5, like I said, they they looked much better than they did against Vancouver. And the Blazers improved to 5-1 and one on the season. Some standouts tonight, obviously Oren Sintazo. Two goals, one assist, six shots on goal, and a plus three. Both his goals were lucky bounces and went off his skate, but he easily could have had two more on his on his own, just the way he played. Lots of chances, lots of nice plays. Him and Zeri have great chemistry out there. And yeah, just I thought he was the best player for the Blazers tonight. Connor Zeri also had a great, honestly had a great game tonight. The top line was buzzing. Some very creative plays by him, as usual. Great shot on his on his goal. Also, great on faceoffs tonight. 66%. That's that's very good. Definitely improved on that over the offseason. That's something he'll need to improve on and if he wants to be a center at the pro level. So, it's good that he's done that. Now, a couple shout-outs for the rookies. Caden Hamill had his best game so far. He one shot tonight. Uh, he's starting to gain some confidence, and opposite the coach is starting to gain some confidence in him, it looks like. Like, this was the first game that he wasn't the seventh defenseman. He took a regular shift, and yeah, his skating is starting to shine through. I think it's only a matter of time before we see a uh, first goal by him. So, yeah, I was really impressed with his game tonight. And we got to give a shout-out to Dylan Ernst. First win, first start, 15 saves on 18 shots. He was good when he needed to be. Uh, wasn't busy at all in the first. He kept the blaze the game from getting out of hand when the Royals were starting to push and even took the lead there. Yeah, he just shut it down when he had to. And the team played great defense in front of him, especially in that first period I talked about. To live in a team only two shots, doesn't matter what team it is, it's, 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 a, it's an impressive performance, so... The defense should be proud of that. They played really good in front of a rookie goaltender in his first game. And that'll do it for the game recap segment. The next game is Sunday the 11th versus Victoria. That'll game will be in Kelowna. Uh, then Wednesday the 14th versus Prince George, and that will be a home game. And now since we're five, six games in, I figure we should run down the stats for the year so far that know, to see who's performing and who might not be. We're going to, yeah, let's have a look. But before that, I just want to mention... Uh, I'm going to do standouts after the game, but I'm not going to do bad performances. I don't. That's kind of a bit too negative. Uh, if someone has a bad turnover on a goal, I'll mention that at the goal, but no point in mentioning it twice. That's just a little too negative. Mentioning it after the game. We're talking about junior players here, so they're not perfect. If they were, then they'd all make the NHL. But so yeah, I think we're going to just, we're just going to focus on the standouts and if someone makes a bad mistake that'll it'll get mentioned during the game i'm not going to not mention it but we're not going to point it out again after the game like i said Uh, with that out of the way without further ado let's get to the season stats so far rosario leads this team with 10 points three goals and seven assists in six games warren santazo is right behind him with nine points in six games three goals six assists in third place playing one less games five games Nine points. Logan Stankoven also leads the team in goals with six and three assists. 
Kane Bankier's fourth on team scoring point a game with six points in six games, two goals and four assists. Josh Piller also has six points, two goals, four assists. And the third player and leading defenseman scoring, Quinn Schmeeman has six points in six games. Seventh in team scoring is Matthew Semenoff with five points in six in six games. And second defenseman, Montana Onyabuchi with four points, one goal, three assists. Sean Strange has four points in six games, all assists, four assists, zero goals. And Aki Baragano has four points in six games, zero goals, three assists. Connor Levis rounds out the top ten with three points in six games, two goals, one assist. Reese Belton, three points in six games, one goal, two assists. Dalen Kiefler in just three games has three assists. Fraser Minton in four games has three assists for three points. Peyton McKenzie in five games has two assists. A little disappointing there. Uh, Ty Spencer in three games has one goal, one point. Matt Slingren in six games has one goal, zero assists, one point. Dylan Sador has one assist in four games. Ethan Branwood has one assist in six games. And Caden Hamill, Logan Barrows, and Von Waterroot all at zero points. Two games for Hamill and Barrows, and Von Waterroot has played three. That's going to do it for this episode. Please like and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And follow the show on Instagram and Twitter, as always, Fire on Ice Pod. And we will see you later in the week. We got two games to review. The Sunday game against Victoria. That's already happened by the time you're listening to this. And a Wednesday game against Prince George. So episode will probably be out Thursday or Friday. But until then, take care.